0: And gentlemen, you wanted the best, you got the best. In strong language and adult content, the hottest podcast in the world. Slowly we rock! How's it going?
1: Welcome to Slowly We Rock, Metal's funnest and dumbest podcast. Yeah. How are we all doing? Pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Feeling good. Yeah. I am one of your hosts, James. Uh, To my left is Dan. Hello. Um, Yo, yo. And sitting across from me is one Lewis Blake Esquire. Yo, yo, yo. That's who that is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Recognise Recognize the face. <laughs>
2: um,
0: Hi, how are we doing? Good, yeah this, is quite, yeah. this is quite special, today's episode. It is. It's very close to my birthday. Uh, I drove the guys here. That was. I assume that's what you're special. talking about. Yeah, no. Yeah. Because yeah.
1: This, is, this is the first episode we've recorded in the studio. Yeah. The official studio. It's very makeshift it's at the moment. It. I like it though it feels that even though we've got the microphones <laughs> on <or> boxes yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we're all sat on like makeshift chairs like you're on that little pink stool. which did that come with the house have you always owned that this is mine this is yeah. my personal pink stool. Yeah. yes yours yes no <laughs> is yours. I think uh, if you've got pink
2: stool, you should see a doctor
0: and, uh, here we go uh, and we're off <laughs> but you
2: have set up your Star Wars helmet so you've done the most yep. important bit of any recording studio <laughs> yeah I appreciate it
1: we'll get a little photo for the uh, for the uh Instagram page just so you can see oh, it it'll looks be quite, so sad it looks at the minute because I haven't painted this wall properly it looks a little bit like a half house <laughs> like, yeah. but I think it'll be fun to track the evolution like if anything yeah. we should be videotaping it and do like an 80s montage of us like yeah, yeah setting in well, the
0: studio I tried when we put in a lot of the house together um I tried filming as many little bits as we could so I could make a montage and put into <laughs> that um the house building song from Red Dead 2 yeah, <laughs> Let's build a house <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like it. I endorse it. But yeah, John, I think it's coming together. Humble beginnings. Yeah, right? yeah. It's all very exciting times. Um, yeah. Did you Did you have a nice drive in, gents? I did. Um, I was convinced you were going to run quite a few red lights. Nope. Uh, like nope. The first red light, okay, we came across at the uh, at the roundabout near um, Old Market. No, Jim, the first red light was a surprise for all of us. <laughs> no, because I saw it was red and I was like, when's Lewis going to clock? And you, you, I said you go, oh mm,
2: shit, or something like that. I quickly hammer on the brakes. I was just grateful. For Thank you, Lewis.
1: I, yeah, I was as well. Was it
2: was your first time in Lewis's car, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: it was... Ex-
0: you drive like a member of Motley Crew. Well, I, I, no, I'm, I think you know. You saw me let a lot of people go. You did actually. You read yeah. my C- my CV's four words: considerate lover, considerate driver. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you were very friendly. Like, you were really happy to let people go. Actually, yeah. But then you're like, not you not you. <laughs> me next. Me next. I'm uh, in control, Jim. It, yeah, it, <laughs> precisely. Yeah, you, you give and you take as and when you want. I thought it was it was really nice. I actually, Thank had you very much.
0: I'm actually quite um quite lucky that the drive was fine uh, because the other day I was driving, I went to get a nice haircut.
1: Get some... I still not seen, you've had your hair under your cap all week since you got this haircut. Yeah. yeah so I kind of wondering what's going
0: very on. Very bad roots, Jim. Oh, we'll, okay. we'll unveil it tonight. Mm. Um, yeah, so I went to, uh, went to get a haircut and had to drive across, all the way across town. Mm. Um, and I definitely hit a speed bump a lot harder than, <laughs> 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 well, it, it wasn't there until I hit it. Um <laughs> There was was something kind of like... You could be describing hit and run. (laughs) There was something like jingling. uh, It sounded like it was near the left wheel at the front, maybe. Um, But it's fine, because that decided to fall off the car down Old Market. Uh, And it's been fine since. So you don't know what it was... Well, no, it must have been a spare part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If anything, it might someone
1: might have tried tried to strap a bomb to the car. Like maybe you'd upset exactly. someone. Yeah, yeah. And it was like um, they wait for you to drop below sixty miles an hour. It could have been a whole Cape Fear type situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Have, you, have you made a lot of enemies recently? Have you sent
0: anyone to jail for a long time? Made or retained? Is it? Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: Was there anyone obnoxiously laughing really loudly in the <laughs> cinema? <laughs>
0: Have you put anyone with, away on, With the voice of Kelsey Grammar. Yeah. Or, or Robert De Niro. <laughs> Have you put anyone away recently? God, on can you, mind,
1: can I, you imagine when we go to see uh, Avengers Endgame? Um like we're sat there, <laughs> like in Director's Hall, like really enjoy ourselves, and it's like this big cigar smoke.
2: It's evil laughter. <laughs> Someone keeps yelling about tossed salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> uh, mind you, he did live... I don't know if he still does. He did live in Portishead for a while, didn't he? Oh, shit. Also, Kelsey I Kelsey Grammer? Yeah, we oh, had a girlfriend in Portishead. No, it's his, yeah, his wife. Yeah, I think we're yeah. Blake was still married.
1: Um, permanent, permanent girlfriend. When I, was, when I was in London a couple of weeks ago, uh, I actually saw a poster of Kelsey Grammer. He's starring in a musical yes. in London. And I forgot to send you guys a picture. Oh, it <laughs> really excited me. But it was in the tube. So, like, I took the photo, went to send it, No signal down there. Then I forgot about it by the time Uh, I got out. Then I came back the other way... Saw it again, got excited, then got on the train and forgot about it. But he's starring in... I mean, you m- deleted it out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's starring in some sort of musical, and it's running for, like, a month. Frasier Crane, the musical. I don't know, it's like... <laughs> just him being very it's like, horny it's like some <coughs> sort of, intellectual. It's cause. some period piece. Uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves while I go through my photos on my phone. <laughs> period, <laughs> he's set in 90s Seattle. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah. This makes the great content. Or 80s Boston, depending on which era of uh, Frasier we're going with.
0: There's, yeah, literally, I cannot think of Cape Fear... Without thinking of the sideshow, Bob.
2: Yeah, well, if you watch, because I think they use the Bernard Herman score from the Scorsese and the original uh, Cape Fear in that Simpsons episode. Yeah, Uh, and it's also most of it's like almost shot for shot. It's genius. uh, The Scorsese Cape Fear, like down for tattoos. Um, die Bart Die <laughs> <laughs> anyone who speaks German couldn't be evil <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> found it um, describe it's, the picture for the listeners it's
1: called it? uh, Man of Mancha the musical of La Mancha of I can't see oh no there it is yeah I can see it yeah Man of La Mancha the musical uh, the tagline oh no it's got the song Dream the Impossible Dream I don't know that song but it's the a dream it's a Tony Award the musical, dream. and it's got and it, the reason why it caught my eye is because it stars both Kelsey Grammer and Nicholas Lindhurst <laughs> <Are you joking?
0: laughs> just after last week we were saying we were oh, yeah, to of yeah. yeah,
1: shit, we've been bugged, oh, yeah, that's a good point, because yeah, yeah, you start, like that even I, even I'm still not sure what happened, that
0: episode, we've <laughs> absolutely been bugged, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Close what? it down. Something else happened recently. It did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I like, can't it was. So a lot... Actually, I was going to say, a lot of the time we talk about very weird, specific things, usually to do with washed-up 80s air yeah. oh, singers. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, then and then it happens. And then it happens. And it used to be a mystery, but I guess now we're literally putting these thoughts online. Yeah, <laughs> so we've sort our ideas.
1: <laughs> we're either in, yeah, we're either in like a Truman Show scenario. <laughs> uh, we would watch Fat Honestly. <laughs> honestly. Uh, and if you would if you would watch that please let us know yeah well we are in a simulation (laughs) which seems more likely to me yeah it was uh, Vince Neil of Motley Crue fame who we discussed last week uh, after watching The Dirt is doing a tour with Slaughter yes that was it Uh, everybody's favourite Mark Slaughter yeah which is a band which which I'm convinced didn't (laughs) exist and that Lewis had just made them up
2: I still think he has yeah
1: well, we can't prove I still haven't listened to them, so no, we did listen to a song at uh, one point. Yeah. I don't remember. I it. don't remember anything about yeah. it. Well, that's um, more on you now. I would just Crap like it. say a big thank you as well to everyone who checked out our last episode of the Dirt. Yeah, um, dude, yeah, really we, cool. we think we've had like a lot of new listeners off the back of that. Who've probably checked us out for the first time. So if you checked it out and you're listening again, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, Bear
0: with us. Yeah,
1: <laughs> this, is, this is probably a bit more like what it's like. You know, normally this is yeah your normal service has resumed. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for checking us out. If you did like what you hear, then yeah, um, we've got loads of older episodes as well. But thank you for joining us for the Dirt, and yeah. uh, long may the ride continue. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So what's what's going on? We've we've got a very good month ahead. Oh my god, certainly have this weekend alone is incredibly front loaded. What do you guys do? Well, I'll just preface this. Okay, so right now the only thing we genuinely care about in the world—not our families, not our friends, nothing, mm-hmm. not our jobs is watching Avengers Endgame. Yes.
2: Like, honestly... That's all I think about.
1: Yeah, absolutely obsessing over that movie. Um, I told you guys, um, after they released that one-minute trailer the other week, I went to... Basically fell asleep re-watching the trailers over and over again, looking at stills from the trailers, reading people's like fan breakdowns and theories uh, and what's going to happen. Fan fiction. Exactly. <laughs> then I fell asleep and I had a dream that on my way to go and see the movie, <laughs> I was hit by a car. <laughs> and uh, as I was like lying on the street, <laughs> surrounded by people, like breathing my last breath, my final words were, Avengers, because I was just so upset I wasn't going to get to see the movie. Oh. But then someone who was like cradling me uh, as I passed from one world to the next <laughs> basically misheard me and thought I said... Avenge me and went and killed the driver. <laughs> and that was this weird dream I had. But I thought it would really piss me off if I didn't get to see the movie. I'd be so upset that maybe actually I would want the driver killed. I really,
0: I really like the idea though that if <laughs> there was someone on the street, they'd immediately take to yeah. vigilante yeah, justice. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've only
2: just met this man, but I'll, I'll fucking kill
0: him. I'll fucking I, kill him. Who am I to refuse a dying man? But
2: yeah, but you should uh, respect my dying, yeah. my dying wishes in this dream. <laughs> no, <laughs> but now
1: i that if we truly are living in a simulation, and someone's heard this. Oh, I, please yeah. don't,
0: please don't kill anyone. Yeah, actually,
1: no, I had a dream where I made it to the cinema yes. and watched the film, and it was amazing, and lived up to it, and exceeded all my expectations. All three
2: hours and two minutes of it, which is how long it's going to be.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's a big concern so, for me. I really struggle to make it for a movie without having to use a
0: toilet. We're getting very old. Yeah. That is the problem. That's it. It's getting increasingly difficult. I went, to, how, how long is us? Uh, two hours. Two hours, just under two hours. I couldn't make it through that without needing the I struggle. I do, yeah. Yeah. All right. all right mr steel bladder, steel bladder over here i love that
1: band <laughs> steel bladder <laughs> so yeah no, um we've, uh, before i started while i was running i went to the toilet and i was like let's just get get this out of the way as soon as the film started i immediately needed a toilet again <laughs> and like in the last like 20 minutes i was wriggling back and forth i don't know if it was just excitement for what was going on in the film or i don't want to spoil too much obviously because it was a very good movie but as soon as the film ended I needed a the toilet but I realised it was a two hour movie and this, if we were watching Avengers I would still have another hour to yep. go I've, I've just been struck with an
0: idea we make a pact right now mm-hmm. right we piss in each other's mouths so we don't have to leave the cinema not where I was going oh okay I'm out. I'm out <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like the Avengers that much no. yeah in fact you haven't mentioned anything about the film you do keep speaking about yeah. toilet breaks um, yeah. Yeah. no I was thinking we could actually video call each other so that if anyone does need to go to the toilet they can keep in the loop. Well, it's not piracy.
2: Jim does have a unique gift of managing to pick the one moment in film where nothing really happens to go to the loop. Apparently, so, it's yeah. uncanny. But well, yeah, you wouldn't know because you don't see what you yeah, missed, d- d- but d- Yeah, it's uncanny. The last couple of times, really, like, at the film club at work and stuff like that. It's always been a really quiet moment. I'll just follow you. Yeah, there I'll, we just go. Follow, I'll just follow you. Hold in your pocket. This, <laughs> is, <yeah. laughs> this will be the one. This will be the one time where something <laughs> insane happens. Yeah. I can, yes. Like R- Richard turns up in the middle of oh, it. Oh, don't! I can't even
0: deal with that. Yeah. So the the word on everyone's lips fainus fainus you know? not fanos right. fainus there's this I've never seen the hype around a movie be so butt orientated I, I know I because you started when we started talking
1: about the first trailer, and you you kind of kick started. So I thought it was maybe this was, this was like a Lewis thing, exclusively a Lewis thing. Because you started, Classic Lewis. Yeah, you started talking about how while Tony Stark was like stuck in space with Nebula, oh. he was going to start eating her ass. And I was like, where's this come from? <laughs> yeah. Like, like in the trailer, he's specifically talking about how much he's going to miss Pepper, like the love of his life. <laughs> and you're like no being ass up there (laughs) space makes a man go mad and fact,
2: (laughs) but ass
1: (laughs) (laughs) then when they released the second trailer showing Captain Marvel and Thor that's when I went on we started reading reactions online and people were like yeah they're gonna be they're gonna be fucking he's gonna eat her ass this is a millennials thing I guess (laughs) I was like,
2: it's all because he summoned his axe past her head in the end of the trailer yeah. that's all he
1: does yeah. and
2: again she didn't flinch Louis you
1: were on this straight away
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh and they're both very attractive people as well
1: yeah obviously yeah. I think yeah. that's, that's the key to it I think everyone in the Marvel Universe is generally pretty attractive
0: yes. and they're all together yeah. all the time like something's going on right so their butts are going to get eaten. <laughs> uh, uh, rumor, rumor has it that's what Stanley's cameo is. He says oh, those words. Oh no! <laughs> and then the one that the one the third
2: theory that does have merit, yes, which is how I does mean, it have merit? <laughs> it, it doesn't. Okay, you defeat Thanos. no, it doesn't. Yeah, he's a mad Titan, so it wouldn't work. But uh, is the idea that Ant Man is going to shrink himself down, <laughs> crawl up uh, Thanos's butt when he's you know caught off guard? and then expand with inside Thanos to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... No, it, it would it, work. He would contain Ant-Man's expansion within... There's a sentence. Well, I, within <laughs> her, within uh, his stomach, I think.
0: Do you think? Yeah. Well, you he, think he's
2: got like an iron stomach? He's basically a god. He's like... Well, yeah, there's also... also He, he defeated Hulk without even uh, trying. He didn't even have... Yeah, on the outside. He didn't even have all the, <laughs> <laughs> he
0: didn't even have all the stones at that point as well. Yeah, yeah. he just yeah. had a big pair of stones, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but... Mm, I don't think stones do anything. If there's a tiny Ant-Man inside a nice warm body, but then,
1: well, maybe that <laughs> happens, and I was like, I did it, and then all of a sudden, like the you get like the red shift of like reality changing, and actually oh. he's just manipulated reality. Or, or and it th- fact turns out he
2: doesn't have a butthole. No, or he's yeah, actually do we know if he poops? Everybody he's not poops. Even, no, he's not even human. Yeah, he has ass cheeks. You don't see him eat in any mm, of yeah, the. Yeah,
0: sitting down, you never see him eat. What? But surely one big ass cheek would also. You
2: can't have one big one because you need it for movement.
1: So. Yeah. he need those glutes for walking and movement, squatting and
0: stuff. And he yeah. obviously squats. Mm. I feel like the, the central crevice of a butt <laughs> is purely designed for yeah. defecating.
1: Maybe not. He's not from Earth. He's not a human being. He's purple with a ball sack chin. <laughs> well, Thor has a butt. He's a god. Yeah, but he's, yeah, but he's also uh, he's, he's, sexy. He's a human god. <laughs> sort of uh, if Maybe. you are a new listener thanks
2: for <laughs> tuning in um,
1: yeah but um, any yeah well we're ex- I was excited for Endgame
2: <laughs> Endgame yeah I know oh my god it's in the name yeah. they're playing us the whole time <laughs> uh, yeah I'm just very excited
0: imagine, for it imagine as well if Paul Rudd is the guy that defeats I know I would just, love that so much if Paul Rudd was Iron one. Man in like eight films he's like oh no there's this guy I'm just gonna say there's no way there is
1: a clause in... There's definitely a clause in Robert Downey Jr.'s contract where he has to save the day in all the movies.
0: No, I don't Ooh. know.
2: I don't... Uh. Or not if... Mm, and also okay. get paid
1: more.
0: No, I... Okay, so, right, hands down, I'm putting my money where my mouth is right now. Okay. And then your mouth on Ant the Ant-Man. <laughs> Ant <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fire Ant-Man in like a blow dart. <laughs> okay. Um, so Ant-Man's going to go into the thanus. Yeah. yeah. Think he's done it. Begin to expand... We'll get that red mist of the reality stuff okay. yep. and he'll be inside his own butthole.
2: Batman Batman and he'll destroy himself. That's what the quantum well, world is. is. The it's quantum uh, realm is your own butthole. There's <laughs> <laughs> butthole in all of our hearts. <laughs> I think that man's going to be key to this whole film, though. Like yep. Outside of the ridiculous, famous theory. Uh, mm, ridiculous. <laughs> agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, yeah. I the hope famous theory. <laughs> I just kind of want to freeze myself now until... April twenty fifth. That's why uh, uh, like Cartman in that one. <laughs> South Park That's why Doc
1: Strange looked so distraught as he faded away. He was yeah. like, It was the only way. <laughs> <laughs> he knew how many assholes and he to say eat. penetrated.
2: Eatered. He does <laughs> say we're in the ending Defiled. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah. See? So, Imagine i to watch Very clever movie. Films. Very clever movie. 14, Fourteen million older. variations of that. Anyway. <laughs> It's like 22 movies of build-up for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 14 million variations where he lives because he can't see beyond his own death, which I always found quite funny in that scene. Yes. He's like, yeah, here's the one thing. Where... <laughs> this one
0: worked out well yeah. for me. And he... He was... It was... Um, Tony Stark Thanos said that he, he was going to kill him unless he gave him the stone. Yeah. And, and he wouldn't do anything... He would never give See, up the stone
2: for anyone, I and
0: mean, then he so, does. So, so Stark's got to be important. Of yeah. course, of course it's important. Wrong with yeah. Jr. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's fucked
2: with the stone as well, I reckon. Fucked with it? I reckon.
0: Yeah. Oh! It was actually like, just like a John you know, Blanchard. like he did yeah. no, demo. No. He like, I've come to bargain. No, I bet he's fucked with the stone Jack to make Chris. it like the Adam Sandler movie, Click. So that when Thanos starts <laughs> to change <laughs> yeah. time, he is then not in control of it, and then he dies in a car park. Yeah, yeah,
2: I've never <laughs> seen Click. Like Christopher Walken turns up in Click.
0: <laughs> that, that movie sounds way
1: darker than yeah. it should be.
0: Yeah. Mm. You see a man's life fall to pieces. not a very good film. It's also not very good film. But it's weird that they chose that as the inspiration for Avengers Endgame. <laughs> oh, not really. If you, if you go back and look at the hints, it all makes sense. Yeah, so, well, a piece I all all, he, he's the
1: Sandman. <laughs> DC character, actually. So yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel, I feel like in this killing time before... End game. <laughs> uh, that's this, what life is now. Yeah, that's true. This weekend, <laughs> whatever has, it takes, has become incredibly <laughs> front-loaded for events for me, and then I've probably got like a little gap of two weeks of not a lot going on. Cool. So, um,
0: so this off- weekend you got some. stuff Yeah. Well,
1: halfway through on Friday, Dan and I went to see the Black Dahlia Murder. Yeah. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you'd have seen me spamming about it. Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I was posting nonstop. Um, but yeah, sorry, music talk for people. But um, for those who uh, <laughs> we've do, got that out of our system, yeah. oh, no, now. we've <laughs> gone
2: on a tangent about music. <laughs> uh,
1: for those who do or don't know, uh, the Black Dahlia Murder are a American death metal band who've been going for good, good few years now. I think their first that's
0: time. an insightful yeah. <laughs>
1: biography. infography. <laughs> yeah. Um, for what? Since my first album came out, two thousand three, something like that. I think so. um, but. good long time yeah they've got quite a few albums now but basically they are kind of like a amalgamation of i think all that's good in death metal like you get a little bit of american death metal like cannibal corpse and morbid angel and stuff like that but you also get a lot of like scandinavian swedish style death metal like harmonies and solos and things like that um their lyrics are very comic booky um and sort of 80s horror movie based. As is yeah, their artwork. As is their artwork. Or as real well. life horror based as oh, well. Yeah, yes. And, lo- and like satanic rituals and things like that. All the um, good stuff. All the good stuff, exactly. Uh, their artwork is probably one of the things that's most notable about them. Um, a lot of their artwork was designed by Dan Mumford, who is a. Folk singer. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dan Mumford, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking, yeah, not. Him and his sons. Yeah, no. Him oh, and the boys. Whatever happened to those
2: guys? We're still going. I oh, no, no. I think yeah. so yeah, you know, just taking a break they, oh, didn't they like become the most successful band in the whole world I, right? think so, I think so yeah probably you've earned a little bit of a break I guess at yeah. that point you have a holiday rest yeah. your laurels yeah. Why not? Yeah. anyway yeah you, a new pair uh, of shoes Dan
1: <laughs> Mumford who does like a lot of he just I don't
2: know he just does a hell of a lot of artwork he's best for everything. I've got an amazing poster from the Wicker Man re-release that he did and it's oh, my yeah. favourite thing I own uh, I also have a how did this get made poster of Fast and Furious 6 that he's done was but, that him as well Instead of Fast and Furious 6, it's, well, instead of a characters in Fast and Furious, it's the free hosts of uh, How Do This Get Made in the scene
0: with a tank. Which is an amazing podcast, and if you like bad or weird, in, or basically anything crazy in movies, you should yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely 100%. listen to it. I think it was prob- probably a big influence on this podcast. We wanted this podcast to be the music equivalent.
2: Yeah. Especially a shit list uh, yes. episodes. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But unfortunately,
0: we forgot to speak about music a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh,
1: yeah so we went to see uh, the Black Darling murder at the Fleece, um, and they were incredible. Yeah, amazing. Cool. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, it was. It's like a really wholesome death metal show. <laughs> cool, yeah. I like, think like, most death metal shows I've been to are. I
2: yeah. really feel bad. Yeah.
1: Uh, everyone was having such a good time. There was so much crowd surfing. Um, I think they also, in terms of like your ratio of men to women, I think it's like the most women I've ever seen at a death metal gig, cool. which is nice, nice, diverse crowd. Yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, it was just a great lot, time. Lots and lots of crowd surfing, stage diving. Every time someone tried to crowd surf onto the stage and couldn't quite make it, Trevor, their front man would just like help them up and like give them a hug before like, yeah. you know, letting them do their thing cool, and uh, nice. jump off the stage. Um, they blitzed through a whole load of songs very quickly. You must've played... <sighs> about 18 t- tunes. I think like, so. All, like, a lot of the new stuff, a lot of old stuff like uh, Death Mask Divine. That was my favourite one. Like, yeah, I, so I got good. some footage of when they played uh, What a Horrible Night to Have a Curse as well, which is named after one of the Castlevania games because they're into nerdy things like that as well. What, a metal band?
2: Castlevania. Know, weird, isn't it? It's from Cruise. Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Nelson.
1: Good enough. old Simon. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll oh, load down to Instagram. Uh, the, everyone is going absolutely mental. Cool. Like, it was just... Great seeing The Fleece erupt. Like, really good way to let off some steam on a Friday night. Just love The Fleece. (laughs) Yeah. I don't mosh anymore. I'm way too old for that.
0: But it's nice to watch... Other people. Gosh. It's good. Yeah. I, was, yeah, I was
1: looking at the um More
2: precariously prevented.
1: Yeah, I, I was like looking at the pit and going, well, maybe I'll move closer to get another photo. And I start thinking about my knees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I'd like, like to wash, but where am I going to put my jacket? Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, I, I, really, I really
1: can't do this anymore, no. But I'm really glad you guys are having a good time. Um, and then I spent stupid amounts of money on merch, picked up a record, got a t-shirt. Cool. Um, and uh, got a couple of patches as well so nice. yeah very happy nice and then you have another gig yeah this weekend as well sunday Boom. sunday yeah <laughs> uh off to see in flames uh cool. swx supported mm. by norma Jean and light the torch uh okay. light the torch are howard from kill switch engages new band cool. um they're a lot more melodic than uh, a lot more sort of like more radio friendly. I feel like yes. they're on the verge of becoming like a big radio metal band. Big AOR. Way. Yeah, exactly. And like, I listened listen to him, yeah. I it's, to. it's a good vehicle for his voice. Because it's the same one that was... The, the Devil You Know. Yeah. yeah they is it the whole same lineup Apart from the drummer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for good reason too, right? Well, it's that... <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea who the drummer. Was. <laughs> oh, no. Basically, I think they, had, they were all equal partners of the name. So then he left and they got into a big legal dispute over the name. Uh, hmm. and so they just
2: went, oh, fuck it, we'll just change the name then. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Liver Torch is a cool name. Yeah. Liver Torch is a very, good, a very name. good name. It's a very good name, yeah. I've never seen Inflames, so I'm very excited. Uh, cool. A lot of my newer stuff leaves me a bit cold. Um, yeah. And I don't really recognise them as the Inflames I like. Okay. But I know they still play a lot of the old stuff, so I'm very excited. The same excited.
0: Your Dad's in Flames.
2: Ooh, well, well, it's weird what they sound like now. Yeah, yeah
1: when I think of Monday in Flames, I now realise what all those Metallica fans went through in the mid-90s with the load-era Metallica. Mm. That's yes. actually what it feels like to me. Where it's unanimously loved. Yeah, precisely, yeah. yeah. Uh, critically acclaimed, groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah. um, Open doors so while inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoa, Ooh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Almost dropped my bottle there. Um, How'd you get that bottle? What this bottle? Yeah, it's uh, a good bottle, Jim. Uh, so this Nuffield uh, Health, on it. Nuffield health uh, bottle. Uh, so I was <coughs> member of the month of my gym.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh thank Sorry, you. I'm so excited. Guys. Then
1: I not my microphone. All I can say is, if you keep harassing, bugging, <laughs> annoying the manager of your gym enough, eventually you will get what you want. So there you go. Thank you very good much. Good lesson there. for all <laughs> to learn there. <laughs> Cheers, bird. yeah. Don't worry about putting in the work or anything like that. Just keep bugging someone until they give
0: you what you want. Basically. they are they're essentially the warlocks of gains. And, if, and if <laughs> explain they, that explain that sentence. Well, like you've you been saying, you haven't. I've never seen you do anything at the gym, but <laughs> but you're looking <laughs> but you're looking in very good shape. So I'm assuming he baptized you with the Church of Protein, and uh, now you're big. Makes sense. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, how but, this works, right? Yeah, the the yeah. sports science checks out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been baptized at the gym. Is that something I should be doing? I mean, look, at, look at this bod right here, at yeah. the gym. If you get baptized, we'll all be like that. We had to run really quick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. we, we need to learn how to run. Yeah, definitely. In case you have to run away from something or someone. Very yes. Important.
0: Like the. What's, what's the opposite of gains? Sorry? What's the opposite of gains? Losses. Losses.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but that <laughs> <is>. No, that's <laughs> what. There yeah. is definitely like a atrophy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> atrophy. <laughs> but it is. If you don't like, yeah. If you're losing muscle mass, okay. yeah, muscle atrophy. Cool. No, that's definitely not what they call it though in working out. Like they call it. Oh, it's
2: probably some bro word for it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What's the bro word? I don't
0: know what the bro word
2: is. Yeah. Mm. I haven't been baptized by your Are game or not. Are we? No. <laughs> no. Well. Um, anyway, in
1: flames. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's weird. Like they. they do you know what? I think they're also like, I thought maybe this phase would maybe last a couple of albums <laughs> and we're now on the third album of this era of In Flames, I think. Yeah. It, I don't want to be like that guy, but basically their, their founding guitarist left, uh, about 10 years ago due to uh, basically issues with alcohol. Um, and it was a bit of a bone of contention, I think within the band, uh, And they just haven't been the same since. I mean, they still definitely were moving in a more sort of mainstreamy melodic direction. They They weren't going out
2: since like 2001, 2002. Yeah,
1: exactly. But now they've just become, it's just, I think my problem with it is it's just too overproduced. Yeah, it's very slick. Yeah, Yeah. The
2: earliest has got a bit more rawness to it and a bit more sort of DIY. Which kind of
0: fits in with the kind of like Stockholm sound.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, pre- precisely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. yeah the, the
1: Gothenburg,
2: Sweden. That's stuff. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stockholm. That? Stockholm Syndrome, you're
0: thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back when
2: they sounded like they're captors. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, always bothered me in Die Hard that they call it Helsinki Syndrome. And I've never understood why they do that. They have like a psychologist on t- the TV. Right? Well, they're probably going through what's known as Helsinki Syndrome. How... Was that meant to be like a self-referential joke that
1: this guy's a quack or something? Maybe,
2: but he's only like a background bit on the TV. Very that messy Anyway, uh, in should be a really good time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> also, Norma Jean supporting, who I'm really looking forward to seeing. Cool. Um, Norma Jean are more of a kind of hardcore band. They're a bit of an odd mix to throw in there. Yeah. yeah. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing them because they were meant to play with Protester Hero they were. last year. Oh, yeah. They cancelled, so gig. I'll get to see them. Ugh. Right. So it's going to be a lot of money on, spent on merch this weekend. <laughs> it's going to be one of those months. Yep. Or one of those weekends, even. Also... All of the wrestling is on. It's WrestleMania weekend. (laughs) So I have at least, I'm trying to think, one, two, three, four, plus another six hours for WrestleMania and NXT. Six. Yeah. Then there's a Ring of Honor New Japan event on as well tonight, which I'm probably going to be about three hours, maybe four. That's a lot of wrestling. Yeah, I I reckon. Plus the Hall of Fame as well, uh, which is the biggest... (laughs) jokey pat on the back <laughs> of WWE it's such a circle joke, I think it? all in all I think there could be close to 24 hours worth of wrestling content this weekend Jesus Christ yeah
0: but you than me yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so this is a cross I bear <laughs> i just watch your highlights at some point <laughs> <laughs> have we have you guys been listening to anything interesting recently? No. Mm-hmm. Nah, no. not at all. All uh, cool. right, uh, cool. Thanks End for the guys. Bye. <laughs> See you
1: later. Uh, yeah, I have. Periphery's new album. Yeah. yeah. Periphery 4, Hail Stan. Yes. <laughs>
2: what a title. Yeah. Great business.
1: Um, I know I, no one ever refers to the albums by their subtitles, do they? Uh, do you even remember all of them, if you had to
2: think only, Only, I'd say, um, thingy... Um, uh, no Alpha and uh, well no yeah. those are just called Alpha and Omega yeah. I, mean, I suppose yeah. they're not, yeah. yeah but everyone's um, just Periphery 2, 3 and
1: 4 yeah. Periphery 2 is called this it's subtitle is This Time It's Personal is it really? Uh, I, yeah. I had no idea about that yeah, uh, uh, it Periphery 3 Select Difficulty and select difficulty is. Yeah. In Periphery 4 is Hail stand. Oh, Select Difficulty um, is a good album Lewis you should introduce you introduce Periphery how would you, cool. s- how would you uh, uh, so writer?
0: Periphery uh, are one of the pioneers in what was the gent movement where they take a lot of kind of Super heavy stuff like your sugar, uh, even bits of Slipknot and stuff like mm. that, and then throw it into real techie, uh, like polyrhythmic. Yes, yeah, I yeah. So. It's it's hard to explain. With it's a very, mix very technical, of like electronica and yeah. trip hop and stuff yeah. like that as well. Mm. Um, and Periphery kind of stand out heads and shoulders above their peers. I think in this yeah. field, I agree. Yeah, yeah. we talked about it on the other episode. Yes, when we had to see
1: yeah. um, Tesseract and how they are of not Periphery. Yeah, they're not... Exactly, yeah. 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 They came about at the same time, roughly. Um, They were great live.
0: Yeah, I did enjoy them live. But I think Periphery, especially for us as well, for our personal tastes, they are really the sum of their parts. Every single member of that band brings so much to it.
2: There's so much going on in every song. And they
0: they have Spencer Sotelo.
1: Yeah, they have one of the best vocalists in all of rock and metal. I was
0: going to say it, all right? I'm an edgy guy, yeah? Yeah, I have, I contra- said that about I have you. controversial <laughs> opinions. Yeah, yeah you got street right. smarts. Absolutely. I think Spencer Tello is a great vocalist. Ooh. Fucking hell, mate. Yeah. Careful. You
1: yeah, know. <laughs> you're, you're
0: recording right now.
1: Uh,
2: and, we're, and we're bugged as well, so. Yeah,
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, he's just come leaps and bounds as well. Yeah, but uh, so they've released their, on Friday, uh, yep. released their long-awaited, I guess, it's technically, they, they've called it four, but... They also they, had, they had Alpha two and Omega. album,
0: yeah. it was, or two so it's, EPs, it's I hope you Yeah, it's probably like yeah. their
1: fifth, or maybe even fifth. sixth, because there's, really? there's a clear album as well, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's an EP,
0: isn't EP, it? EP, yeah. yeah. So it's, a, it's
1: a safe album, though. Yeah, I'd say yeah.
2: it's a safe album. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and it's long overdue as well, because what, they took like a year off from like touring just to write and record the album? Yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah, yeah it feels like they've been away for quite a while now. So there's a lot of excitement about yeah. it.
0: Especially like for me, um P three, the album prior to this one, mm. is maybe in my top ten albums. That's exciting. I love It's a that brilliant album. album. I literally so run up to this
2: one.
0: Cause... Every track, yeah. every track feels different, but it feels super, super cohesive. Yes. And I think it, it's just such a good album from start to finish. It just flows, is not it? It it's, just And it's beautiful. Yep. It's, it's amazing. Spencer's really, really showing off like how clever he is with his melodies, yeah. how insanely talented he is. Um, and just all of the textures and everything they brought to it, I think it really carved itself out among their other they've they are a superb band. P2 is insane. Yeah, that was um, the
1: one that really I would that was probably like when it came out my album of the year, and I was yeah. I would have said it was like maybe my top five albums of like even the decade. Like it was yeah. that periphery Two was huge for me. Yeah, that yeah, was, that was when it, it, they kind of showed me that they were serious more, band.
0: yeah, that and more than maybe just like a trend or a flash in yep. the pan. Yeah. P1 felt like I, so people kept trying to sell me on their first album. Like, Oh, you should check this out. You love metal. You love mm. all these elements uh, that are definitely in that music. But we, uh, enjoy the gags,
2: Oh, yeah. No, I, I try not to think about that now, no, no. honestly. <laughs> yeah. the music's great, but the gang, oh. Yeah.
1: yeah, they have skits on the album, and the yeah. first time you hear it, you go, oh. And it's
0: the like, only okay. skits I want are Tommy Lee's from Tommy the right? <laughs> The Butler. The Butler. <sighs>
2: well,
0: we'll get to that soon. version of it's better than... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, P4 is finally here.
1: Yeah, uh, Hail Stan. Um, first impressions. Yeah, we're not going to do like a kind of... Every one of our albums that's come out, I've never, they've never quite clicked with me on first listen because they have so much going on. Yep. So I hear, there's a lot to unpack, isn't there? Yeah, it? I hear things that I like, but just piecing it all together to kind of know how it all fits mm-hmm. is quite a complicated process. It always reminds me of the first time I'm going to listen to Unjustice for All where I listened to it and I was like, I know I like this, but I don't know what I'm listening to. <laughs> but there's something missing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so but it's like one of all Nine Inch Nails to Fragile as well, actually. It's like a big, they're big, dense albums. Yeah. And I know I like it all, but I just, it's it's <laughs> stitching it all together into like one cohesive yeah. sort so of
0: journey. I sent um, a message to... Matt or as we will refer to him Elijah, Elijah. yeah it's not Break K yeah. but not Wrestlemania Weekend <laughs> no exactly yeah. Wrestlemania Weekend Elijah respect the holiday if you're listening you can share us as well bro um, <laughs> I sent a message being like dude new peripheries out he loves them yeah um, check out this track I think you'll really like it <laughs> he just said to the he goes why the fuck is the first track a quarter of an hour long <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> I had to take a break after that first track because <laughs> uh, it's so—it's a real bold move opening your album with. Is it seventeen?
0: minutes? Seventeen minutes. So yeah, I also think it helps that now they're on their own le- uh, record label. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, they can do that, and I then
1: think they're they could, a band that I needs think, to be I, able to do that. I think they could have done that on whatever label they're on because yeah. they've they earned that trust. Like, I think—I mean, I like them more, but in many ways, I almost think of them as like maybe potentially like. I sound weird, but almost like the new Dream Theatre, in that they're a band that are, have fans who will follow them and trust them to do what they want to yeah. do and yeah. like the fact that they can get away with doing stuff like a 17 minute opening song. The label appreciates that that's their market too. Yeah,
0: precisely. Yeah. Um, it's an amazing song, that opener. Oh my but god. But I had to take a break it's it's because it was just too, too much to do Rep- with. Reptile, isn't it? Uh, reptile, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. I found. With that one, um, I was kind of a little bit daunted going in. I was like, I was yeah. as well. It's, it's like seventeen minutes long, right? I know. It I was, was like my entire night. walk to work. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, I was. I put that. Jim lives about seventeen minutes. <laughs> yeah. I I,
1: uh, I I put the uh, album on my walk to work. first thing on Friday. I was like, yes, Periphery. I was like, okay, I want to hear this album as much as I can before I get to work, and then I get to work and I'm a song
0: and a half in. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I didn't feel. Like it was very long. Like, it's, it's genuinely so interesting for it the whole time. It flows amazingly that song. Yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't feel like a chore to listen to. Definitely. So, certain, like, maybe some of the more modern Iron Maiden. Yeah. like I like, Air quote the red and the black tracks yeah. where yeah. it is just very much the same couple of sections repeated. Yeah. Whereas this, it just flows, it progresses goes on its own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does, yeah.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, it feels like it's a journey yes. uh, from start to finish. Yes. Um, one thing i'm going to point out about the song or a couple of things one i love the way spencer sings something in the water oh absolutely right. incredible yeah. i watched the making of documentary i haven't seen it it's oh like, i haven't watched right oh it's i need to. one it's on youtube it's like yeah. 40
0: minutes long right? Forty,
1: three, yeah 40 45 minutes i didn't know long. they made uh, they also so. i don't know what kind of cameras they're using but like it looks incredible the way it's shot super the, high def the one they did for p3 yeah just looks beautiful. And it was it really looks, it nice. It looks as good it's, as the music sounds production-wise. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Very
0: much on brand. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: um, but you see him doing the vocals for Reptile. I've that man through, do vocals all day. Yeah. And he's going yeah. through these different takes. Uh, and then you see the bit where he actually hits the, you know, there's something in the water. Yeah. That's kind of how cool. he sings it. And the guy who's tracking is like, that. Okay, yeah. cool. cool. Do that again. That's great. Great set of pipes. Yeah. Lad, <laughs> Top pipes. Top pipes. Big um, blasters. Big the, blasting pipes. Also, he, <laughs> they, he does a thing later, towards the end of that, which they do on every periphery album, where he usually has like almost like a me- vocal melody theme, which he brings back throughout the album. I
0: haven't clocked on to that bit yet with this one.
1: So it's, it, it, basically, towards the end of... Uh, Reptile before yep. it gets really heavy. Yep. Um, he's singing the same melody to uh, Garden of the Bones. That's oh! well. I yeah. need to listen to it again. And cool. again. Because yeah. they have that. Or a,
0: or a motif.
1: A motif, yes. Thank you. There you go. The actual guy who studied music. <laughs> that degree comes in handy, now. There you, you go, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mise en scène. There you go. That's my film degree. Now. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they do it in. It's in P3 as well. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. And also, in P2, uh, you've got the... stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, the Somewhere in Time melody, which pops up, like, three or four times on the album. And it, the, when it comes
0: into Ragnarok, it's the best yes. bit of the entire album. It's absolutely mm. incredible, it's, yeah.
1: yeah. Euph- it's euphoric.
0: Yes, 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 I agree. That's that, how I'd write a he's, he's one as well. Um, I I definitely don't want to spend this whole podcast just talking about Spencer Tello, although yeah. we could. Yes, we really could. He's one that there are certain bits in his voice that when he hits them, like... Every hair on my arm is yeah. on end, man. And there are so few people making modern music at the minute that have that effect on me. Yeah, completely. Obviously, it's super personal. Uh, yeah, it's oh, he it ticks every like box. Like one
1: yeah. of um, a little box ticker of a singer. One of modern metal's like <laughs> biggest oh, man. I would say it's not fault. It's just the way. It's a sign of the times. But um, it's a lack of recognisable, distinctive singing voices. Yeah, uh, it's okay. so standard in metal now for everyone to scream and then when you if you are going to have the singing in the chorus like the metalcore formula it is usually you know it's hard to differentiate between mm-hmm. a lot of voices but there are maybe like a handful of very unique voices which just define a band yes. uh and spencer is absolutely one of them yeah i would i would easily put him in like probably a top 10 Modern metal vocalist for sure. I think I put top five. Five, yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think who. Uh, maybe, no, top, maybe top two. No, actually. I, no <laughs> I it's so this. I'm suddenly thinking, well, yeah, who else yeah. am I putting in there? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, actual modern metal bands. Like, obviously, like in terms of like all time favorite, I'm like Mikael Åkerfeldt from yep. Opeth is in there. Yeah. If not, Number One of a Bullet, like Devin Townsend is in there for me. Shadows. Well. M Shadows, definitely. Yeah, yeah okay. M Shadows. Yeah,
0: maybe for me, it's between him and Spencer. Yeah, it's. Oh. But yeah, so. so good. One thing that I, I did pick up on on this album as well um, is there is a track called Crush. Yeah. Which is seemingly, until maybe towards the end, just electro yeah, with uh, Matt Halpin and Spencer. And I fucking loved it. It sounds so heavy. It stood out so
2: much to start with, and I was like, what is this? And then the more it went on, I was like, oh, oh okay. my God. Something's happening
0: here. And I think that it's interesting, because if you go back to when Periphery... First, kind of started was around the time. Sorry, Brink. I was going to check the track listing, opened up my phone, and it was that picture of Kelsey Graham. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd haunted yeah. him. If you think back to when Periphery started, um, ev- everyone was making dubstep. Dubstep was huge. Yeah. Right? Mm. Bring Me the Horizon were blowing up, and they were mixing, I guess, like your deathcore stuff with chronic yeah. stuff. Periphery started doing stuff like that's so always been there in the music, and I think this is the first time maybe that they've just opened up fully done, like, let's just do a whole track like this. Because yeah. a bunch of them do, like, Misha loves electronics. His, yeah, yeah. He, like, his uh, his other band basically sounds like computer game music. Yeah. It's great. And he
1: also makes games he for, also does uh, that. makes music for Yeah, computer. he mm. also does that. Because um, usually the electronic stuff is, it's more, like, mood setting. and interlude. Embellishment. Yeah, so yeah. you're maybe it'll be something just to kind of break down between songs so you old, go for a really heavy song cleanser, yeah I mean. before you go to a really heavy song into like a more melodic thing it's just something which sort of sets the tone yep. a little bit like a little cool down um, and yeah, this is, but this feels like it's the first time they've really
0: integrated it into the mm. songwriting. And I think if you compare it to, like, obviously, Bring Me Now are doing something very different to where they started. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're, they're one again where every album sounds completely different and you yeah. can kind of track the evolution of what they're doing. But yeah,
1: you can hear, for people who are surprised by the newest album, how poppy it is, just, 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 just listen to the last two. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but I, I think that this is taking that same kind of idea, but really keeping to what you do, if that makes sense. So they they're kind of they're really expanding, trying these like new things. They've always had touches of it. Bring me have just lent fully into the kind of pop side of yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Whereas I think Periphery have on this track demonstrated that they can make electronic music mm. and it still sounds like Periphery. Yes. yes absolutely. Do does that, that make sense? Yeah. Completely. And yeah. yeah? uh, they don't yeah. they
1: don't lose their identity. It's, that's in it, yes, taking exactly. New yeah, it doesn't like, feel
0: like a weird left field choice.
1: Uh um, yeah. yeah, it just it it blows in with the rest And of it doesn't feel contrived as well. No. No. Like if,
0: no, it's very natural.
2: Yeah.
1: Like if I had one criticism of Bring Me the Horizon <laughs> <laughs> And especially by like new stuff. Like people seem are really into it and that is fair enough. Like they've yeah. never been a favourite band for me anyway. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't have guilty pleasures, but if I did, I would maybe say a couple of their albums are <laughs> genuinely Like, yeah, I am a Died in the Wall Biscuit fan, and I will tell anyone I meet about that. I carry a limb biscuit keychain with me at all times, but I str- struggle to admit to most people that I like Bring Me the Horizon songs. I don't know what it is. It's just, yeah, they've always been like a guilty pleasure band. Well, now, now it's really, recorded, so they, oh, man, it felt so good to you get. You can just out, play this to people and say, "I'm to say out loud yeah. now." <laughs> the whole hour. <laughs> Hi there.
2: <laughs> You press
1: play. I'm going to have a boombox with me, obviously. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, I always feel like maybe some of their, like, more uh, slightly mainstream-leaning choices are maybe a little... Obviously, they've got that in their DNA, but sometimes it feels like a little bit contrived. Yeah. Or a little, you know, a little bit... Not insincere, but it's a a conscious decision. Yes. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Whereas, it doesn't feel like they went to the studio and were like, oh, we came out and these are the songs we wrote. It felt like, okay, we're going to make this kind of music on this album. Yeah. Whereas with... Oh, so are diff- such different bands anyway. Yeah. But with Periphery, it just feels very organic. It feels like them playing around, experimenting, and integrating all these new things into their sound or bringing older things forward again. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. This album is also
2: stupidly heavy. Yep. Yeah. But almost subtly, how heavy it is. Like, it kind of... I don't know. It doesn't trick you into it. No. But like... It sort of starts off quite gentle-ish. Well, kind yeah. of.
0: It, I don't know. I know what you mean, though. Because yeah. I think when I heard
2: the but single... But also some of the catchiest, poppiest bits, like um, the so one we both talked it, about. It's Only like smiles. smiles. Yep, it's that's really exactly what I was about to totally oh, yeah, yeah. So yes. I,
0: I think at the minute that's my favourite
1: track on it's it. It's so good. But that and
2: Garden in the Bones, yeah. one after the other. Garden in yes. the Bones
1: is probably my favourite. But yeah, it's almost
2: you it. kind of forget how heavy it is because of how good they are writing like hooks and melodies
0: alongside it. But It's Only Smiles, I think, is so unbelievably beautiful. And they do my favourite bit that Periphery does, which is just like a Heavy Hearts. That's, having hearts, having that's exactly what I
1: was gonna look. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Where
0: Spencer gets to do his real emo shit. Yes, I love that. That is my favorite place for his voice. Like when <laughs> he was doing the stuff with From First to Last. Yeah, I loved it because he just he nails he that got emo to lean vibe. Into it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. on this, like it's, it even says, "I'll be missing you." Like, oh yeah. I'm,
1: oh god. It's, yeah. It's, they snuck in like basically the best emo song an emo band <laughs> never wrote. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. fucking brilliant. <laughs> Um, but it doesn't
0: feel out of place no, no it, it doesn't exactly. it doesn't feel
1: out of place because they've had those more melodic moments uh, like Catch Fire yeah on Periphery free yeah, yeah he- Heavy Heart as well yeah um, I
0: <laughs> I love Blood Eagle so that was the, f- the first single first, release, single, right? the first oh, yeah. time I heard of this new one when I first heard it I was like uh, this sounds like a lot of the Periphery I don't enjoy as much. Yeah,
2: yeah I had the same reaction, weirdly, but within the context. Completely it, it, changed. It's incredible. It grew
1: on me so yeah. much. The first I heard it, I was like, I actually thought, because Periphery 3 is probably, I don't know if it's their most melodic album they've done. I, no, I think so. I think it's their, but, it's their most accessible. If not al- accessible. Alpha, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I would say so. Maybe, if not, I think Alpha
0: maybe might be a little bit more And there's a lot, of the, there's a lot of the weird bits. Yeah. like what When you've
2: got Marigold on them. Yeah,
0: in yeah. three. Yeah. But like what my um, what my girlfriend describes Dream Theater as, uh, where it gets super <laughs> techy over the top, yeah. and she says that it feels like she's drowning but can't die. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> uh, That's I, a brilliant description. <laughs> yeah. And I I completely understand that feeling now. Yeah. Um, and I think there's bits on Alpha where it, it does get, a little bit like that. You've yeah. got some of your, your big hits, like Alpha. Alpha as well. Um, yeah. uh, 22 Faces as well. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I think, but there was loads less of that on P3. Loads less. Mm. And it felt way more kind of flowing and nice. Yeah. Um More cohesive. Yeah. Mm. So whereas this yeah. this album, I thought was going to be a lot more of that, which I didn't particularly want. I did as well.
1: I, I thought it was... Yeah, I thought... It, I thought Periphery 3 was going to be that was going to be a game changer for them. That was yes. going to be, you look back in years to come and say, this is where everything changed that band yep. creatively. Mm-hmm. And then they have, ve- I, again, we are talking about conscious decisions. I don't know how much of a conscious decision it was because they took a year to write the album. We took a year off from touring and everything, yeah. but yeah. they have definitely not made the same album again.
0: No. But
1: at the same time, mm-hmm. though, even though we're saying the heavier stuff like bloody Eagle is reminiscent of like very early periphery. Yes. Uh, even heavier than stuff like Make Total Destroy and whatnot yeah. it's it might, it's even heavier than stuff like The Walk and whatnot but like electric oh, Letter Experiment but um, it's it feels um, oh
0: my god it feels like it has a place it feels, it feels like right it has,
1: yeah it feels right yeah exactly mm. Mm. Next, yeah. next
0: to these super melodic yeah nice sounding tracks totally yeah and um, I, I agree with you it, the, hearing it in context I now love that song it, I do as well it, yeah, yeah.
2: Because when I first saw the track listing and I saw it, a Blood Eagle came after the 17-minute I was like, oh, God. Um, I thought
0: that was all.
2: Well,
1: because then after but that... But actually worked out
2: beautifully. Yeah. So. After
1: that, it goes into um, Church Burner, yeah. which yeah. is stupidly <laughs> heavy as well. Spend sh- with these for the use. Yeah, the yeah I, I, I do like the, um, the aesthetic of that. Best but, way of spelling. Because um, that, again, has moments that reminds me of Dillinger's Escape Plan. Yeah. His vocals yep. especially remind me of Greg from Dillinger in kind of how high and screechy he gets in places, and, like, the widdly time-changey bits. Um, I know we weren't... To be fair, we weren't going to do a song-by-song analysis, but there's only nine songs on the album, so (laughs) we're probably going to talk about all of them. But... um, And so I was like, God, have they decided to go and make, like, the
0: heaviest album they've ever made? Do you know which one, on that kind of same thought, really stood out as being quite strange for Periphery, Mm. but well into my tastes? Mm. I think it was sentient glow is that the one that's almost just like a metalcore track yes where it's got the punk beat on it i think like, i would mean, yeah, yeah. have to listen to it again i don't think i've ever heard matt Hal- matt halpin on this album i think this is the most metal drumming he's ever done it's very interesting if you watch the making of because
1: uh Nolly's going into all this detail uh they pre- cool. i guess uh, for, for people not in the know about periphery uh you you're probably better off introducing Nolly actually in so adam
0: Nolly get good Great surname. Yep, and it's so so fit as well because that man is so good at everything. Get good is perfect. Um, Yeah, he. So he was friends with them for a while. Um, They got him out to produce. He's from, uh, I think he's from Bath originally. Yeah, he lives in Bath. Yeah, Yeah. he's in the documentary. Yeah, Um, I know about town. So he um, he was always involved in a lot of the like music production forums, a lot of like the tech and gear stuff like that guitar pickups I used to, I, I remember speaking to him on like the bare knuckle pickup forums when I was like 14 or something and there was a user called Nolly who put yeah. up all of the best sounding demos of stuff oh amazing turns out it's him um, he went over to produce them for P2 I think mm. um, and they loved it they like so would you want to play bass he was like yeah I can do anything uh, <laughs> and did so then he was their bassist for the next few albums yeah He's only ever got better at mixing and production and everything. Now, he this is the first album without him officially in the band, but he did play bass. Yeah, he did. He did produce he and mixer. it. Produce and mix, it. And mix it, yeah. And... It, it makes me think it, of... Yeah, uh, he's, I guess he's just not involved with the writing now.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it makes me think a little bit of, uh, weirdly enough, like a Beach Boys kind of thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like when Brian Wilson basically left the Beach Boys, but was still... He's not writing, but he was writing with them and recording and producing and doing so. He's like, yeah, I'm just not going to tour with you guys anymore. Yeah, it's like I also wonder why more bands don't do that. How do you mean? As in, like, someone leaves because okay, I don't like touring anymore, but like, why not still be involved in like songwriting and stuff like that? Yeah, because
0: I think because with their stuff, I don't know whether or not they'll have a live bassist. No, I don't
1: think they are. They're not. really? They're not getting a
0: touring. Well, they didn't uh, on the last tour.
2: Before I don't think I've ever really seen them. I, trying to think. I don't think I've seen them live. No, I missed them on the last run. I well, they, they only
0: did two UK shows. Yeah. It was like London and Manchester. It was a bit of a pain. Loon, live. Mm. Um, One day we'll get there. But because of a lot of their stuff, they have so many electronics and samples and this and that. There is a lot of backing tracks for it oh so they just do that instead they just throw the bass on why yeah. not yeah i mean it's 2019 yeah, there's Isn't so it? much going on anyway they like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: they're not like a jam band as
0: well like they're playing tight sets absolutely so, yeah, and, yeah if, and everything else is 100 live yeah it's not like it detracts from what they're doing live you're not gonna all. get a lesser <laughs> experience for it. Right? No. you know you're not watching a cassette tape playing no. their music how, how many gigs do you go and watch the bassist
2: iron maiden yeah metallica <laughs> All right. I saw them do Orion, so that's that's a bit of a cheat, I guess. But um, Name me
0: 12 more. 12 more. 12 more
2: okay. <laughs> uh, probably no. Dream Theater as well, actually, because they always do solo bits. True. Mastodon, Troy, who right. uses vocals as well. I, d- I
0: didn't realise you guys such such ba- bass enthusiasts. <laughs> <Moses> <laughs> <ahead>. <laughs> Slayer. Lemmy, Lemmy doesn't count, come on. Um, what do you mean? So he's a front man. Bat, yeah. plays an instrument as well <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. he plays a Rickenbacker that's so you need to know <laughs> uh, Kiss <Yeah. laughs> right.
2: so, yeah. Motley Crue <laughs> yeah we must be getting pretty close I'm surprised you brought this up because most of these bands we've named as a bassist you know? it's weird
1: that you would bring this up
0: yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And Ollie was always amazing live as well. <laughs> he, he does throw himself... Free. They throw, throw himself... right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Actually, fuck them for not having a great day
1: of life. Didn't you say that he jammed with you in your, like, scumhole
0: flat you used to live in? <laughs> no, Jim's not being rude there. It was, it was a disgusting, disgusting place. I'm glad I didn't know you or this flat. It's
2: pretty, yeah, through
0: fault of our own. Um, sounds awful. That he, he was jamming with friends, and I was sat in there eating a pot noodle. Uh, it was because he, he was at um, BIM. Mm. It's the Bristol Institute of Modern Music, where I went. Mm. Um, and they do like a big end of term gig where a bunch of people just get bands together for this one show. And they get a lot of kind of industry guys to come basically scout new talent. Yeah. So Nolly was getting involved with some some buds. Uh, and he was having a jam in our shit little kitchen. And he's just the loveliest dude. So I nice. kind of knew him from then. And yeah, he's just, he's great. And it's, he's one of those people as well that... You're only ever happy. There's there's people who will really succeed and do well in life, and you fucking hate them for it, right? (laughs) He's the absolute opposite of that. That's cool. He deserves everything good that's happening for him. Great. He's worked hard for it, and he's just the loveliest, most talented dude. So, yeah. Perfect combination. Yeah, it's, it's it's great to see him doing well and to be able to be in that position now where he can just step back and be like, I'm a producer now.
2: Yeah, that's cool, and I'm fucking nailing it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so production-wise, incredible.
1: Yeah. So you say the drums, you say the most like metal sound, but like he yeah. in the video for the making of, like this is just, this is gonna be episode of us geeking out on music. But uh, in the video, <laughs> sorry, the make, in the video for the making of, um, he's talking about like actually kind of like stripping down the drum kit and making it a lot more kind of more simpler yeah. kit. Just to kind of, and just go
0: for like a more powerful sound rather than a super technically one. Yeah, so mm. a lot of, a lot of the, if, you listen, <laughs> if you listen to the, a lot of the other stuff, like some of the grooves that he's doing, are absolutely insane. It's very kind of like jazzy mm. and like the beat placement and everything. He's, he says that he writes a lot of his drums around what the vocals are doing. Okay. Which is why he's playing around with where the beat is within the music. Yeah, because there's a lot of it, like um, like what we said with August Burns Red, where you could just play a standard beat over it and it would sound great. I think he's doing a lot more of that on this album to maybe go along with the heaviness. Because yeah. where he's just riding a double kick, and yeah, and it sounds huge. Definitely, but it's, it felt very different to Matt Halpern drumming. I thought, okay, that's really interesting. Is yeah, it, like every album you listen to, you kind of want to go back.
1: And listen to the old ones and just see how they mix it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's and, I, and I think in a, this in a very
0: good way as well. Yeah. It feels fresh. Mm-hmm. One
1: That's thing cool. I'm just going to point out which is really weird is the very last song on there, Satellites. Yes. Really good. Yes. Nice melodic ending. <laughs> you, if you listen to it right <laughs> to the very end... No. Uh, maybe. <laughs> okay, so is it kind of like fades away, you can just hear someone in the band say... Should I, put, should I play that? Oh,
2: yeah, right.
0: You can... Yeah. Here we go. So you get this... Oh this beautiful, beautiful ethereal sound. Yeah. Lovely
2: way to end an album.
0: And this is something that they've always done really well yeah. as well.
1: Mm. Else. <laughs> 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 yeah, it really Imagine if you had that at the end of the Loon. skits are back wow, well, yeah
0: <laughs> I was really happy I mean, with that skit. yeah, <laughs> yeah that was, I was That's that. That. the amount of skit that I want. It's not intrusive, it's straight to the point.
1: <laughs> um I was just saying we talk <laughs> about the electronic stuff as well. Like <laughs> at the end of Church Burner before it goes into Garden the Bones. Actually. Oh! Of,
0: yeah, what was that?
1: Because that makes me think of a lot of Nights stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the okay. kind of um uh zero-year and onwards era of Nights where before I think Jen Reson got a little too electronic-y leaning, but he was just make, doing some really interesting
0: stuff, and there's a little bit of that in there, which I really liked as well. So this was the kind of like the 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 dark romantic um Almost like Eastern string yeah. section with the kind of discoy beat yeah. type of thing, yeah, it was which cool. reminded me of uh, Mr. Bungle's second album. Oh, let's not, get well, not go down the Bungle hole. We're not, we're jump- not. Get- we're not um, getting you back. Talked not- enough
2: about Bungle holes. Sorry, don't <laughs>
0: uh, we don't need to keep going on about them again now. So there's, there is one, one little thing that I did want to point out about this album.
1: Roger Waters, sorry, another bassist. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> You uh. absolute buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> in. Daco Pistorius. Sorry, go on.
0: It's Only Smiles. Yeah. Mm. Is, I think, the most beautiful song on the album. I love it. It's so happy. Yep. It's so emo. It's great. It's yeah. just wonderful. And again, it blends in with all the really heavy stuff, yeah. which is now, an achievement. One thing that Periphery do love is their songs having titles that refer to things on the internet or memes or. Yeah. Right? Uh, Face yeah. Palm Mute is probably the best one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a bunch of their stuff is very much like that, right? Mm. Um, how the new go, the, the way the new go, the, nah, the, the, way, the, the way the news goes, goes yeah. is Rick and Morty. Is it? That's the way the news goes. I did not no, I didn't realize that, that yeah. Yeah, yeah, on, I totally mm. love that song. So I'm
1: guessing you does have... Does I also have a little bit, does Spencer have like a little hiccup in that as well? It goes... <gasps> Maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> um... This the title, the title of this song. It's only smiles. Mm. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to be able to include this in the podcast. I'm pretty certain it's referencing. It was. It's uh, a a gentleman's video. Oh boy, we've already talked about eating Marvel ass. Okay. So come on, spit uh, it out. Where mm, I don't want to go into the act, but let's say that a part of a human has been in one part of a human, and then the recipient of that part doesn't want to put it in another part of that human. I don't know, you have to okay. be more specific. Well, if I were to tell you that, well, uh, yeah, okay. that it's, I think, I'm pretty certain, it's a play on its only smells. <laughs> uh, are you sure?
1: Because I think, it, I really feel like it is. Because you've been thinking about eating ass, climbing in asses <laughs> for weeks now, and I think you're just seeing this stuff wherever you want to see it. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty certain it is. Yeah, are you sure? Are you, sh- are you positive? Yeah, because yeah. it was, it became like a, a bit of a meme in itself. I can't uh, wait till
1: Monday where you're in like Blood Eagle as well. Okay, he's definitely talking about <laughs> asses. I- Church Burner asses. Oh my God, it's all there. If you just read between the lines, listen to the melody. Okay, so if you actually listen to the sequence, okay, the notes he's playing, okay, the Fibonacci sequence, <laughs> crush them butts. Yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. Cool. Well there you go. I was a lot happier not
0: knowing that, especially like that the song is this really upbeat <laughs> positive song. And you... I don't I don't think it's anything to do with like the thematic quality of the song or the content. Yeah, but I mean you've tarred it uh, with that brush Lewis. Yeah. So every time I'm listening to it, I'm like, God, this song is beautiful. And then also, I'm like, oh I can't stop thinking about <laughs> this very visceral image. I, I just <laughs> think you have some things you need to get out of your system. I don't even <laughs> know what the reference is still.
2: Yeah. Okay, so all right,
1: cool. I'm probably gonna keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think you got some things you need to get out of your system. Okay. Blood eagle was a form of torture. Yes. Yeah, v- yeah Viking oh, extra exactly, torture, yeah, yeah. right? Everyone, does,
0: everyone went nuts on there uh, you know the show Vikings I've not watched it yet um, so they, they they show a, a blood eagle okay. and then every single person I know watches it like, uh, did you know that the Vikings used to do this thing called a blood eagle <laughs> what actually is it it's when they open up your is a, well,
2: I've got it i looked it up cool uh, it's where victims are placed in a prone position their ribs severed from the spine with a sharp tool and their lungs pulled through the opening to create a pair of wings Uh yeah wow good times that's cool yeah. <laughs> it's very metal though isn't it Incre- so yeah. metal.
1: metal do you know what the yeah. thing that's put me off the show Vikings actually and it's not a qual- anything to do with the quality of the show but people who recommend it have always said this show is better than Game of Thrones I'm like if you want to sell it to me just sell it to me on the show's own merits don't crap on
0: a popular <laughs> show which and also, I really love but also yeah. don't don't lie <laughs> I don't think anything's better than (laughs) Game of Thrones right now. Precisely. That's coming out this month. I know. I don't care because it's
2: not Avengers. (laughs) It'll do until Avengers comes out. (laughs) Yeah. And it will
0: do. The most eagerly anticipated series
2: finale. When's that? Next week? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. We're going to do a watching party. There you yeah. go. Or um, interview
1: yeah, you know, <laughs> Because people have never been able to sell about show to me without about making a statement like, this show is better than Game of Thrones. It's got swords in it. Um, yeah. And I'm thing. like, okay, cool. Just tell me what it is about the show on its own, which is good. Like, I can tell you about a gazillion things about Game of Thrones which makes it good about saying... This show is better than Mad Men, like or Sopranos. <laughs>
2: yeah, right, yeah I, is Mad Men with cowboys. Yeah, it, <laughs> precisely. I like,
1: just, I just sell the show on its own merits so and what makes it so good,
2: rather than having to crap everything. Uh, you know, Tony to Soprano tr- is a modern-day Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. If you, if you like Flintstones, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what you'd love. <laughs> okay. Do you like the family elements of
1: uh, Flintstones? Because I've got something for you, Sopranos. It's about this Italian guy who breathes incredibly heavy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like Everybody Loves Raymond? <laughs> uh, I say, also, one of the best lines in uh, Knocked Up is when Seth Rogen's on the treadmill and he just says, I'm breathing like James Gandolfini here. <laughs> So, periphery. So, periphery 4 how's stand? Absolute banger. Um, But I need to unpack it more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this is a first impressions, right? Because I was thinking right now, for me, it's a solid four out of uh, five Js. Oh, Um, back on the J system. Yeah, back on the J system. Um, I will need to listen to it more and unpack it. I need to listen to it on my own time, not when I'm walking to work or when I'm at work and get distracted and things like that. Uh, by work <laughs> 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 I, I just need to I'll probably, when I get home today I will probably just actually have she a listen to it properly start to finish mm. um, but um, I, I'm loving it so far like they've, yep. they've never they've never disappointed me there's definitely albums that I like more than others uh-huh. uh, two and three are the absolute career highlights yep. of me but um, still love Periphery one, Love Alpha and
0: Omega, and so far, I'm absolutely yeah. loving... Uh, we've had more time well. with,
2: obviously, 3, for instance. Precisely,
0: so, yeah. 3 was the only one for me that clicked immediately. I came away mm. with melodies in my head. I came away with yeah. hooks and stuff. It, I thought that was oh, very I'm catchy. I enjoying it, but 3 the one where the band as a whole clicked for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then it's, and then it makes sense of everything else. Yeah, it,
1: it, it took me longer to enjoy 3 okay. than it did 2. I guess because um, it is a bit of a change of
0: direction from yeah, what you it know wasn't, is. exactly prefer, it wasn't yeah. even
1: anything that I was necessarily against it was just you know you have your expectation of a band from album to album and they they don't it's not that they don't match your expectations because the yeah. music's always good but they don't they're not doing the same thing over and over again so you almost have to go okay cool I have to sit down and what the hell work is out who be? this band yeah. is again yeah, yeah. precisely um but that's great and there should be more bands like that i mean there's nothing wrong with sort of bands who want to be like the acdc of metal and like yeah, not yeah, keep, yeah. Not consist- knocking out consistently good albums yeah but when there's a band which each album you can look
0: at it as its own individual body of work and an accomplishment i'd absolutely love that yeah this this very much feels like its own thing yeah and i would 100 percent recommend anybody listening to it it's a journey yeah it really does go some places and it's quite a lot, like as we said, to unpack. There's yeah, so much.
2: Don't be put off by the length of the first track. No. I would
1: say, if you are struggling to kind of put it all together, skip the first track, listen to the rest oh, of the no. thing, Then, but then listen to the first track on its own as well. Oh, I... like Just so you can break it down as like two little things. I think the first track's maybe one of the best on the album. No, no, I'm, I'm, it yeah. is. But then if you, it's it's also an exhausting listen. It, okay. It's kind of like oh, I no, It's like if... If between I was gonna say between the Buried and me start an album with like a 15 minute song <laughs> yeah. but that's like their whole shtick <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: but um start continue finish
1: <laughs> but uh it's it's a lot to unpack and so uh, again the thing I'll do on albums if I'm like listening to it I'm like okay there's a lot of this to sort of break down I'll maybe just start listening to it halfway through yeah because you know sometimes whether it's good or bad you know your attention can kind of wane and stuff like mm. that so just, I would I would take it apart bit by bit and qu- quite analytical I guess in that yeah. respect. But um, I so when I listened to it again for like the third time, I just went. Oh, I'm just gonna skip Reptile, and this, so I can just listen to everything completely fresh. Yeah. And then I'm gonna go back and listen to Reptile yeah, again. Cool. But I'm interested to see when they stop touring if they're gonna actually be
2: opening the show with that.
0: I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, I fully would
2: expect that. honest yeah.
0: At this point, that'd be fucking cool. Mm. But I thought weird. I thought as well on this one. Just I got one last little point. Um. They're definitely leaning on a lot more of their earlier influences as well. Yeah, They're so much more like Meshuga. Yes, yeah. In, in a really, because I'm not the biggest Meshuga fan. Very acquired taste. Yeah, it's 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 never been something that's yeah, my yeah. kind of style. That's one I bang my head against a few times. Yeah, that's the idea. But I, <laughs> um, but this, this has that, and I love it. I Absolutely yeah. love everything. Yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it so I far. I would
1: say um, if you want to get into a into Meshuggah, uh the album you should listen to is uh colossus okay okay um it's cool. not the most recent one it's the one before that it's it's the first album they did after gent blew up okay and they ca- i think they sort of made an album when they went okay cool if you want to know where this came from but you've never been able to get into us cool this is what it's about and it's it's a great obviously they're never going to be a melodic band like their frontman has one tone vocals, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and it's just scream constantly <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh but in terms of like maybe song structure and riffs, it's definitely something... There's like, a groove to it, and yeah. it's something that it's probably easier to get on board. Cool. So I would say definitely check out that one. Um, I guess the Periphery fans checking out their first... Peri- or oh, people who don't know Periphery want to check out their first album. I'd probably say start with Periphery 3 as well. Always. I would yeah, yeah. 100% recommend it. It's
0: a nice middle ground. And I would say as well, if you're not into heavier stuff, you can absolutely skip the first two tracks. The first two tracks mm. on Periphery 3 are very heavy. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest of the album... Levels out of bit, doesn't is it? ...is incredibly melodic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you could skip those, because m- my girlfriend's not into super heavy stuff. Mm. She really enjoys that album from track three onwards.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those two early tracks have grown on me, but they, do, they are odd when you think about where the album goes. They yeah.
2: almost
0: they almost would feel better on the new one. Yeah. It works listening to intent, are they?
2: No, no, exactly. Yeah. It's like a false start. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah, I mean, if and if there's anything that you guys want to recommend to us, yeah. then please do. You can get in touch via our Gmail. You can get in touch directly, uh, which is at gmail.com. Yep, that's all. Um, oh, actually, did you guys hear that? That was the sound of someone rustling in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> rustling his jimmies. <laughs> Sliding in! Our DMs. Oh, yeah, I forgot we... Uh, oh, God. We got a... Um, A message from Ryan who says, uh, What's that song at the end of this week's podcast? Also, fucking loved it. You guys made me laugh so much.
1: Oh, great. Which is really, really nice. Thank Thank you very much,
0: man. Um, The song is Redemption. It is by a Bristol band called Heaven Asunder. You should definitely check out the EP that came from. It's very, very good. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. I've heard iTunes.
2: very
1: good things about that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, we should cover them in an episode, maybe. We should. I've heard they're an incredibly handsome band as well. That's <laughs>
0: well, that's I've heard the same, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I, I've heard four-fifths of them are pretty handsome. I've, yeah,
0: I've never <laughs> seen it for myself. I've just heard. <laughs> um, so I did... uh I responded to him saying, like, yeah, cheers, great. Uh, just going to check it out. Um he says he's been really into podcasts lately, and said, "Have you listened to Ben Errington's Horror Hangout?" So Ben Errington is a friend of ours. Yeah, was, uh, was in a band called Casiro, and he does a bunch of creative uh things. So yeah. give Horror Hangout a go. Published uh, writer as well. Published writer, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's doing comics and everything now. He's yeah. super super talented guy. Um, yeah. So give give that a go. But more importantly, follow us. Yeah. <laughs>
2: on yeah. <that>. Us, yeah. <laughs> follow uh,
0: us 1st and then worry
2: about.
1: Yeah. Me. Get in touch if you've got a uh, because funnily enough we had an email recommending uh, Rivers of uh, Nile who are actually playing Bristol on a headline show yeah. later in the year cool. over, which I said they would be after seeing yeah. them oh I didn't know they were doing that great yeah. well that's I see, I see in the calendar then there you go yeah. so
0: you can find us on Instagram Facebook Twitter where it's at slowly we rock mm-hmm. please do get in touch please do join in um, if yep. there's anything you want to hear us speak about if there's anything you don't want to hear us speak about <laughs> yeah, yeah it's probably a laugh in <laughs> this episode yeah. <laughs> if, and if you want to join us for our Countdown to Thanus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I think we'll probably end up doing a, an Avengers special, even if we don't mean to, because I can't imagine the episode we record after that is going to be anything else we want to talk about in the yeah, whole world. Yeah, if we're going to do a spoiler type thing, we'll warn everyone in advance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm probably, yeah,
0: great. We screw it, we can do a, let's do a special. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean, even if we didn't also, mean to. Also, yeah, everyone, everyone else
1: is going to have seen it, and two, every other podcast, music, film later is going to be talking about spoilers, so, yep. Yeah, yeah. Cool.
0: Okay, great. But no, thank you so, so much. Um, Thanks, guys. Periphery 4, Hail Stan. Out now. Check it out. Let us know what you think.
1: Yeah, and suck my balls.